Welcome to Jeremiah's Fifth Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live, praise the Lord. How you doing today? Hey, I'm Jeremiah Smith, and I'm so glad to get to be with you today, and I hope that you're pumped up about your week. Do you believe this is going to be a good week? Hey, you know, there's no telling what could happen this week. You know, you got you and God. There's no telling what could happen. He's a faithful, faithful God. Amen. You know, and we've been talking about uh, every day's a blessing day. Me and my wife, we've been focusing on the scripture there. I'm talking about how God pours out his blessings daily. Praise the Lord. And you know, God wants to pour out his blessings on you daily. Are you looking for it? Do you get up in the morning expecting God to do something for you daily? You know, I believe he wants to do something for you daily. He's a good father, and he's looking to do something good in your life. And, you know, you, you should get up with expectation. What could he do this week? What could he do today? Praise the Lord. There's no telling what he could do, but you have to have some expectation about it and see him doing that in your life. You know, he's a good, good father. Praise the Lord. What could he do this week? What could happen? <laughs> you can't limit him. There's no telling what could happen this week because he's a good, good father. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, we, we try to be here for you on every uh, Sunday at uh, 4 p.m. Central time. And of course, on Wednesdays, we try to be here at uh, 6 p.m. Central Time. I've been playing some series lately because uh, we're working on some things, but uh, you, we will make sure that you have a message on Wednesdays too there, or I'll be live. And uh, we post those on jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. I don't I seldom miss a Sunday, so I try to be here every Sunday for you live. Praise the Lord. We're live on Podbeam right now for you. And of course, you can catch the, the uh, videos too there on YouTube if you'd like. We post those at about nine o'clock Central Time. We try to have them there. If there's any reason it's a little bit later, you might just kind of be patient with us. We have to work with YouTube on that and it has to process, but we try to have it available for you at 9 p.m. Central Time. So those are Central Times. I know we have people listen to us literally all around the world. Uh, we, we are listening to so many amazing places. It's exciting to see. I mean, we're listening to in Germany. We're listening to all over the uh, different islands. We're listening to, in also, I was looking at Australia, Canada. Uh, we're listening to in Africa, on both sides of Africa, north and uh, We're just listening on the east and the uh, east and west sides of Africa there. We're listening to India, all kinds of different places, and I'm just thankful for that. I was looking, we were from California all the way across to New York and America and uh, Ontario, Canada, and uh, we're just really blessed. We have so many people listening, and if you're in any of those areas, I am so glad that you've chosen to listen to this, and I believe the Holy Spirit's going to minister to you today. We've been talking about a certain series, and uh, we're going to get back into that, talking about... Uh, uh, the uh, the law and the prophets, and we'll be talking about part two of that today. And I believe it'll bless you. I believe there's some things in there that we need to glean from this, and I think it's going to help you to understand a little bit about knowing where to plant your seeds, and we're going to be talking about that today. And I want to see you get good results. We're here to grow spiritually, aren't we? And I believe he wants to do some wonderful things in your life. So you can catch us live at those times. Like I said, on Wednesdays, we're doing a little bit of changing, and we'll hopefully get back to the live services quickly on those. Uh, but uh, you definitely can catch us live on Sundays at 4 p.m. Central Time. I encourage you on uh, uh, follow Podbeam, uh, jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com there and follow us so you can get the messages for Wednesday there. You can also get them on Facebook there and uh, you can check them out and I believe they'll be a blessing to you. Now you can listen to all the rebroadcasts on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer, Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, 
Slim, Samsung. You say, well, why do you list those? Well, you know, it lets you know that we're on many outlets and you can uh, you just use the app that's on your phone. You don't have to download something new, uh, but uh, you can listen to us on all those different outlets and you'll find us on just about every platform now. We keep bleeding over into all the other platforms and uh, it's a real blessing of God that we're able to do that and flow into different areas and be a blessing to people in uh, many different uh, avenues and different streams. So it's, it's a very exciting thing. God is moving quickly. I believe he's coming soon, you know, and he wants you to grow up spiritually so you can get out there and be a blessing. Somebody find your purpose and get focused on your destiny. You know, he wants to use you, you know, don't look around and go, he's talking about you over there or you over there. No, he wants to use you for something special today. Amen. And he wants to use you for something special this week. Every day's a blessing day this week. Amen. Say it with me. Every day's a blessing day this week. And I believe he wants to do something special in your life. If you'll let him do that, be looking for him to do something and thank him for it. Amen. You, you see that blessing happen. Be sure to go. Thank you, Lord, because <laughs> he wants to do it all the time. And, you know, you thanking him, you know, and, and let, give, letting him know. You, you don't think he wants to bless you again when you acknowledge him in your day and all the things that you do. He wants to do something special for you. Now, if you want to give, you can give. You can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. Hit the uh, the, uh, what the pages tab and the giving tab. You can give there if you'd like to. And I believe that it'll be a blessing to you if you'd like to give there. And so uh, we're going to get in some things. Uh, my, my son just put out a comic book, and I'm very proud of him. He And uh, it's out there doing number one on Amazon and sales. And I think that's wonderful. Now, it's, it is a little different for, you know, it's not based like a ministry-type comic book, but it is out there. It's been his dream to always print out a comic, and he's put one out there, and it is doing very well. So it's exciting to see him doing that. And so he's going to be in the New York Comic Con and all that stuff, and he's been out there getting to meet people and sign books. It's exciting to see what God can. You know, God can do anything with your dream. Amen. You know, he can talk to people I can't talk to, you know, he can put you out there and he can use your dream to be a blessing to someone else. And, you know, just give it to him, let him do something with what you have and he'll make something special happen out of it. Do you believe that you believe he can do something special with what your dream is today and what he, what he's given you? Well, you just have to let him do that. He'll, he'll, he'll take whatever it is, whatever you think is little and make it something huge. If you let him do that in your life, praise the Lord, let him do that for you. Let him do something amazing in your life. What if he did something amazing in your life? You don't think he's an amazing God? You don't think he's still doing amazing stuff? You look at the Old Testament, all the amazing acts that he's done in the Old Testament. You don't think he can do something amazing with you? You know, we get to where we're, we're kind of like Moses, you know, Moses is like talking at the burning bush, you know, and, and he, he's there and he, he, he's like, he feels real inadequate. <laughs> you know, you ever felt inadequate? You ever felt like, I don't know about this. I don't know if you can use me, Lord. Me? I, I don't know, God, you know. But sometimes he likes to just use you to prove that he can do it. Amen, you know. I mean, you look at David and going against Goliath. He wasn't the one that they, you know, they, that, uh, that his father talked about the most, you know. He talked about his brothers, and they come find David in the back, you know. And God may want to use something, on you, use you, because he wants to show he can use anybody he wants to to reach people all around the world through you. Praise the Lord. Meet your community, reach the people around you, do something special with you. 
You know, don't limit God. He could do anything, and he may want to use you today, praise the Lord. Well, we're going to get into our message. Grab your Bible, get your tablet, get your phone. I mean, we're just going to have a good time. We're going to let the Holy Spirit have his way, and we'll be with you for about an hour here of your life. Can you can you spare an hour? <laughs> what if it changed your life today? Could you spare an hour? You know, are you willing to take an hour and listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying to you? You know, it's amazing people today, they, they've got such low tension spans, you know, they can listen for 10 minutes, listen to five minutes. It's getting lower and lower. You know, you look at YouTube videos, they're down to like nine minutes, some five minutes, you know, because people's tension spans are so little. I remember when I was uh, going to Rama, you know, they, we had, uh, uh, we had, I worked in the children's area for just a little while cause we were, we were required to volunteer, you know, and I worked in the children's area, you know, and I remember, uh, they had certain areas for the young people because their tension spans were so little, they would have them in one area for 15 minutes, move them to the next area in the next 15 minutes, move them to the next, you know, cause they understood how children worked and they wanted to really get through to the children. You know, and you know, we're not children. We you know we need to take an hour of our lives so God can change your life. Amen. You know, back in the Old Testament or back in the New Testament, they would uh, Paul would preach and they, he'd preach so long that people would fall out the window. <laughs> you know, and you know, something they he would just minister and just let the Holy Spirit have his way. You know, and it's like we need to be open to the Holy Spirit and take the time for him to impart into our lives and do some wonderful changes in us. And you have to invest in you. I can't make you invest in you, but you need to take some time and invest in yourself. You know, listen to the things you need to listen to to grow spiritually, but you have to take the time to do it. You know, you know, uh, I watch my wife, she's, she's with our cat, you know, she makes sure that the cat gets plenty of water, you know, and she's making sure that it has the things that it needs to have, you know, but the cat likes to play. He likes to do all kinds of things. You know, he's a young little cat, you know. But, you know, she wants to make sure he has the water that it needs to have and feed the cat, you know. Man, if, if, it, if she didn't put it in front of him, you know, I don't know if he'd eat it as much as he should, <laughs> you know. And it's important that you're feeding yourself the way you should on a regular basis, taking care of your spirit, taking care of your soul. You say, well, I just did this. I didn't mean to do this, and I'm off track. Well, did you take care of your spirit? Were you feeding your spirit? You know, your spirit has to be fed just like your body on a regular basis. You know, you give your body at least three times a day a meal, you know, some of us less, <laughs> you know, but you have to feed your spirit or you're going to do things you wish you didn't do because you, you didn't feed your spirit. You want it strong. So your spirit's making good decisions and getting you on track where you need to go and keeping you on course. And it has to do with you feeding your spirit on a regular basis. Are you feeding your spirit? And taking care of your mind, you know, we got to have the mind of Christ today. We got everybody else wanting to control our minds, you know, with their videos and their YouTube and with all, all kinds of things out there, the information that bombards us daily. You know, it used to be you just went to the mailbox, but now it's just bombarding. It comes across your phone, news every minute. They want to control your thinking, you know, and you need to make sure that you're focusing on the right things, keeping peace and not fear. You know, we're living in a world where it's important that we keep our focus and feeding our spirit. We're going to take some time here. I hope that you're pumped up. You can pause me, come back, but make sure you're feeding your spirit. Praise the Lord. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. And Father, as we get into the word, Father, we thank you. Lives will be changed. Hearts will be receptive. 
We thank you, Lord, that people are going to leave here. We ask that every one of them get what they need today as they listen to you today by your Holy Spirit. Father, our lives being changed, hearts being encouraged, Father. Lord, that one today is discouraged. Help me encouraged. Help me have direction, we pray in Jesus' name. And Father, we ask most of all that the Holy Spirit be our teacher and you flood us with light. Help us to see, to see some stuff we never seen before today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Got my drink here, Jesus and coffee. Have you seen my cup here? You can see it if you watch the video there. My wife got me that. I thought that was pretty neat. She she makes sure my cup's full, praise the Lord. You know, you know God's trying to make sure your cup's full, <laughs> right? He's, he's a good, good God. He wants to keep your cup full. You know, he, he's always keeping stuff at the table for you. Isn't that what it says in Psalm 23 there? He says, my cup runneth over, right? So he wants to keep your cup full all the time. That's the way God is. He wants to keep your cup full. You know, you came here. He's trying to keep your cup full. You know, that tells you a little bit about God, you know, yeah, and yourself that you can drink and get throughout the week and get your cup lower and lower and lower because you're giving out in every area, you know, and, and you're using his, you got to have his peace and you got to keep his joy. So you got to keep filling that cup and keep it running over all the time. Got to keep in his presence all the time. Keep yourself flooded with his presence all the time. You know, who does that? Well, God doesn't make us do that, but we have to do that. We have to take the time to do that. Amen. Amen. We're praying there. He's going to flood us with light in Jesus name. And, and we also want to go ahead and minister to the Lord. Let's do that before we go any further. We thank you, Lord, for taking care of our families. We thank you for taking care of us, making our cups run over and taking care of us. Thank you for being such a good, good God. Amen. I may have had a bad week, but you come right around and turn around and give us a good week, Father. I may have had a bad day, but you turn around and make sure that I have a good day because you're all-knowing and a good Father. And we just thank you, Father, for it today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So let's go to Matthew, the seventh chapter in the first verse. We're going to go ahead and get started with our opening scriptures here. And it says it like this. It says, do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. That's pretty powerful, but he's talking about sowing and reaping, right? That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about this law. He says, why do you look at the speck and the sawdust in a brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take a speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, take first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Lots of things there, which we're not going to get into too much. But you know, you want to make sure that you're not living a life being offended. You want to make sure that you're not trying to offend someone else. You're not, you don't want to be gossiping. We're told not to gossip, right? We're supposed to be people that are looking for the good in others, right? That's our job looking for good. You know, that's quite a job, you know, cause you need to be flooded with light to see good in others. You know, there's lots of people when your cup's low, it's easy to see not so good about others. So you want to keep your cup full all the time. You want to be full of light. So you see light about the whole situation, you know? And that's our job. we got to feed our spirits on a regular basis. So we see clearly the things we need to see. You know, people have a warped vision because they don't keep themselves full of light. You know, you've got to keep yourself full of light so you see above the circumstances. You see the good, you know. What are you seeing today? Is it distorted because of life? And is it distorted because of your circumstances? 
Well, you know, it may be because your cup's running a little bit low and you got to fill up with his presence. And so you see things a little bit different, you know, and it's important that we're filling up with his presence on a daily basis. The sixth verse says, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, uh, they may be trampled under your feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Now, this is pretty interesting because, you know, if you give precious things to other people, they may not handle them like you are. You handle them. You know, they may not be at the same spiritual level. They may not be grown spiritually. You know, and they may not accept your vision and your dream. You know, it's amazing. You know, you get excited about something. You go tell somebody they're not quite as excited because God showed it to you, you know, and he gets you excited about what he's been talking to you about. And they may be actually a little bit jealous because he hasn't been showing things to them because they haven't opened themselves up to it. And, you know, you can, they can get frustrated and turn against you. You know, you get a little bit of vision, you get a little bit of a dream, you know, they might get frustrated because they don't have a vision and they don't have a dream or, or maybe they do have it and it doesn't look like it's coming to pass for them, you know, and it may be, but you know, they're not seeing it and they're, they're bound down with the affairs of life, you know? And so you don't want to throw pearls before swine. You want to make sure who you're telling your vision to and your dream can handle what you're talking about. And, you know, you want to make sure those precious things he gives you that you're careful who you're sharing them with. We know this, of course, from Joseph. Joseph told him about his vision, told him about his dream, you know. And the next thing you know, he came across some tough circumstances, you know. And, you know, God knew it beforehand because he worked all the circumstances to make it come to pass. But how much challenges can we prevent that we don't have to go through if we don't if we don't throw our pearls before swine? We want to make sure that we're sharing the things that we need to share. Let's go on from there. The seventh verse is, Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. For everyone who asks receives. Now, that's not what you hear from some ministers. You know, they act like God's a gamble, you know. <laughs> But no, he's got a promise here. He says, whoever asks shall receive, right? Now, are you asking today? What'd you ask him for this year? What'd you ask him for this week? You know, he's not going to make things happen to you. You've got to ask him for some things, you know. Matter of fact, I got to hear a little book here I bought just recently. And I'm going to show you on the camera. It says, big plans. <laughs> what do you think's in this little book that I have here? It says, big plans. Well, you know, I've got some vision in here. I got the things I believe in God for in here, you know, and you can put them in your phone, whatever you'd like to do, you know, and it doesn't matter. You don't have to do it just like I do it, but you know, you, uh, what are you asking him? You might write it down, write down the list that you're asking him for, date it, you know, but have someone agree with you. If you're married, get your wife to agree with you. You know, if you're someone else, you might get somebody at your church to agree with you, you know, uh, I'll agree with you too for your dreams to come to pass. You know, praise the Lord. Email me at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com and me and my wife will we'll lay hands on it, pray for your needs there. You know, but you want to get your list together, right? You want to be know what you're believing God for, and He has a promise here. Who asks shall receive. The one who seeks finds. I like that in the next part of the verse there. You know, you're not going to be looking for God and not find God. He's not hiding Himself from you today. And maybe today you, you, you just turn this on and you're saying, well, I'm looking for God, you know, and I'm trying to find him. I thought I'd try this today. You didn't just happen to turn this on. If you're looking, you're going to find him. Amen. He's not hiding himself from you and he'll make himself aware, aware to you right there where you're at today. You say, well, man, I didn't know he's going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> he'll make himself real to you. 
Those who seek will find. Amen. And he says, and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Maybe you need some doors open today. Well, there's promises here. He's going to open some doors if you'll let him open some doors for you in your life today. You say, well, that's just too easy, Jeremiah. Well, you know, why would he make it difficult for his kids? You know, that your mind's making it difficult. And when you're making it more challenging because you're not trusting him, but, you know, it's going to take a little faith and it's going to take a little trust. But, you know, the Bible says he'll open doors for you. Has he ever opened some doors for you? I know he has for me. I'm thinking of one right now where he's opening doors for me, different doors, special doors, great opportunities. Because he opens doors for people today and he does it for you if you let him do that today. Well, here's what we're talking about in the ninth verse. It says, which of you, if your sons ask for bread, will you give him a stone? Talking about his character. Right? He's a good father. You, you're not going to ask him for something and he'll give you something else. Right, He's going to make it work for you. You know, Godly desires. Now, I'm not talking about things that are wrong. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about good, godly desires. You know, And he puts good desires in your heart. You know, The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. He plants desires in you, you know. He's, and you're delighting in him and his presence. You know, that's where this happens. If you study the scripture, you'll find out when you're in his presence, he plants good desires in you. That's why he says, delight yourself in me, right? In his presence. And he'll plant good desires. And you say, well, man, why do I desire this? And why do I want to do this? Because he's planting good desires in you to get you to go good directions for him. Praise the Lord. You know, but he's not going to ask you something that you're asking a good desire. You say, well, man, I want to go into ministry. I want to start a business and glorify God through my business. I want to do some music and I want it to reach the world. Well, you know, he's not going to give, not going to give you something else. If you're asking for the right things, he's put in your heart, you know, and he puts those good desires, those overwhelming good desires for him that are going to glorify him. You know, he put those in you because he wants to help you fulfill those desires. Now there's people that have their own opinions about that. And they'll, they'll try to get you off of that, you know, because the devil doesn't want you to fulfill your purpose. He doesn't want you to fulfill your dream, you know, so he'll try to get you off of it. Matter of fact, you go, you take this word that I just gave you and you, 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 you say, I'm on tomorrow. I'm going to start working on my dream. <laughs> He's going to try to detour you and distract you with everything in the world. So you won't do it. You know, it's amazing to me how, you know, I, I want to do a vision or I get a dream from God and I'll start, you know, he'll try to distract me and keep me from it. He'll send challenges. He'll try to get you off track, you know, and he'll, he'll send things in your pathway to keep you not trying to steal the word. That's what the scripture tells us. He tries to steal the word. Maybe he told you today he's going to do something super special in your life. I got some things he's telling me right now about some people listening right now today. He's wanting to do some special things in your life, and he's already told you what he's going to do and everything. And the enemy's trying to distract you and get you off on the wrong track, you know, to keep you from fulfilling that, get you to get where I, I don't have time for this. I can't do this. Too much is going on in my life, you know. Well, no, you know, if he put it in you, that's what you got to be doing. You may have to stay up tonight, <laughs> you know, riding out that dream. You may have to stay up. You may have to get up a little bit early working on that dream, you know. How important is it to you? 
how important is it to you to fulfill what God's called you to do? It should be very important to you. You know, the Bible talk, talks so much about us fulfilling the will of God in our lives. And we want to hear good job, good job done when we get to heaven. You know, I don't know about you. That's what I want to hear. I want to look at the father. And he said, good job. You did a good job, faithful servant. Amen. That's what I want to hear. I don't know about you. Isn't that what you want to hear? I don't want him to go, oh, dear God, I tried to work with you over and over and over. Dear Lord, I've, I sent people in your path and I sent Jeremiah with a word to you today and, and you wouldn't do it. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. No, you want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Isn't that what you want to hear? Praise the Lord. That's what I want to hear. Let's go ahead and go on. Said, and if he asks for a fish, you would give him a snake. Or if you through your, are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Notice he says he gives good gifts there. You know, he's not giving you some trash. He gives you good gifts. He said every good and perfect gift comes from above, right? You know, some people have got some real distorted views of our father. You know, he's giving trash to people, you know. No, he's not giving you just a speck of dirt and a bunch of trash. He gives good gifts. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Amen. He's not giving you some kind of not so good a gift or something that just barely gets by. You know, that doesn't qualify. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Check it out. Look at that gift. We know if it's from him, it's good in every way. Amen. That's how you know. If it's good, it's from above. Every good and perfect gift that comes from above. You look it over a little bit and you'll say, oh man, that must be God if it's good. Because you know the devil's not sending you good stuff. He doesn't want good stuff in your life. And especially good and perfect gifts, he doesn't want that in your life. But God, he has every good and perfect gift. What did we say earlier? Every day's a blessing day. <laughs> you know? Man, everywhere I went yesterday, it seemed like I was getting blessed. It's amazing, you know? And, you know, he wants your days to be full of his blessings. He says you're blessed when you come in. You're blessed when you go out. Amen. That's God. That's the way he works. He wants you to be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out, right? Every day to be a blessing day, praise the Lord. So the 12th verse says, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this is the sums of the law. This sums up the law and the prophets. That's what we've been talking about. What sums up the law and the prophets. This is that law. It's sowing and reaping. Now we're talking about some specific things with sowing and reaping. We're not just talking about sowing and reaping. We're talking about a particular ground and we're talking about the prophets is what we're talking about to kind of tell you in advance here, kind of what we're talking about, but there is really good ground in sowing into the prophetic ministry. That's a very important thing to understand. And the reason why is because things happen quickly in that ground. It's a good, good ground to sow in. I didn't say not to sow in the other areas you need to be sowing into. You need to be sowing into your church. You need to be sowing into anything, avenue that's good that God wants you to sow into, but you need to be led by the Holy Spirit. But some of you today, you're needing some quick things to happen in your life. And I'm going to show you that this is good ground to get quick things to happen in your life. You say, well, why would you talk about that? Well, I don't know. The Holy Spirit's having me talk about this today. Because some people need some quick things, and he's wanting some things to be done before the end of the year. I believe very strongly he's trying to do something special for some people by the end of the year. He's got some things he wants you to be directed about, and you need to think about where you're sowing. Praise the Lord. God can move quickly in certain circumstances. I'm going to show you. I'm not just telling you this off the top of my head. There's lots of scriptures to prove what I'm talking about. 
But, you know, you want to sow in certain areas. I know with my life, you know, I, I went to Ramah. Didn't know why I went to Ramah. You know, I just felt like I was, a matter of fact, I didn't know a lot about Brother Haken, to be honest with you, when I went to Ramah. You know, but I felt like that's where the Lord was leading me, told me clearly he wanted me to go to Bible school there. You know, it's interesting, though. I had unusual things happen quickly when we got down there. You know, unusual good things happen quickly. And it's because I was under that particular ministry, and the God used that particular anointing to do some things a little bit quicker in my life. You know, I, we went down there. I'll never forget. I transferred a job down there. We ended up getting another job, and but it ended up happening quickly. God started moving things and providing for me and my family quickly in certain aspects of certain things that he wanted to do, and he made sure that we had the money that we needed to have. But, you know, he, he moved in a special way, and he, it seemed like the whole time while we're doing that, he was just doing special things. And, you know, I had to grow in my faith. I had to grow spiritually. So he was doing, you know, being in the right place was so important. Some of you were listening today. You're here for a particular reason, and things will be happening for you quickly in certain areas just because of certain anointings that God uses me in. And certain anointings cause things to happen that way, praise the Lord, you know. Uh, but anyway, under Brother Higgins' ministry, you know, he went in from a teaching ministry. He went more from a teaching ministry into a prophetic ministry. But it's interesting, you know, you find a lot of prophets, you know, they, they, you know, they start, they started out that way, but a lot of the really respected ones, they, you know, they went from different anointings to that prophetic anointing. And it seems to be a strong anointing and it seems to be one that these ministers have towards the end of their lives. It's very interesting, you know. But it, there's something about that prophetic anointing God uses in special ways. And there's something about that ground of that prophetic anointing that's very, very important, you know. And it produces amazing, amazing results. We're going to talk more about that. I'm just kind of getting you, filling you in a little bit to get you started there a little bit. Let's look at Luke 6.38. It says, Give, and it shall be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Uh, it will be poured into your lap. I like the New International Version. Isn't that good? You know, if you need certain things, we're not just talking about money, and money is important. You need to be sowing money. But we're talking about all the areas of your life. Sometimes money's not what you need. There's certain things you need in your life, you know, and you need to sow in every area. And that's the law that we talked about there. It says, sow in everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. God uses people to take care of you. But you have to sow in different areas. I'm jumping around, getting a lot of things from the Holy Spirit here. So just kind of bear with me as I go. And I'm trying to take them in the order that he's wanting me to take them. But give and it will be given to you a good measure. Press down, shaking together, running over. It will be poured into your lap for the measure that you use. It will be measured to you. So it's important that you, you give in the way that you want to receive. You know, if you want big things to happen, you need to give in the way that you want to receive. Galatians 6, 37 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That's God's law, right? It's not Jeremiah's law. That's God's law. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Now we do know in the context of this, he is talking about the flesh and he's talking about the spirit. But I will point out to you, he says, whatsoever you sow, right? So anything that you sow, you're going to reap in every area of your life. Your whole life, you're sowing everything from the time you get up in the morning for the time you go to bed. If you're sowing love, you're going to reap love all around you. You say, well, Jeremiah, that sounds almost new age. No, I'm talking about Bible here. You're going to, you sow the things you need to sow. You're going to re God's given you opportunities all day to sow because he knows what's coming in the future. 
right? He's he's like, hey, man, make sure and give over here. Make sure you give over there. Make sure you do this. I remember I listened to a minister one time. He said every time he went to the Lord, his Lord would talk to him about something to do with sowing and reaping. Why? Well, because that's how God gets things done in the earth, you know? And so it's important that you, you're doing in the area of sowing that you need to be sowing and you're doing it regularly. You know, any farmer knows you need to do it regularly. And every area, if you, if you want love all the time, you got to be loving all the time, right? If you want friends all the time, you need to be friendly to people and be friends to people all the time. You know, if you want to be successful in every area, you know, you need to make sure that you're making it happen for someone else in some way so that God can bless the opportunities that he's given to you. And he says, God's not mocked for whatsoever a man. So if you're mocking this law, you're mocking God's law, aren't you? Now, I don't think I want to be in that boat. Do you want to be in that boat where you're mocking God's law? <laughs> I don't think I want to be in that boat. He's given you opportunities every day to make your circumstances better. He wants you to soak. He can make your circumstances better. He's the God that gives the increase. There's a scripture that talks about he's the, you know, one man sows, another man reaps, but God's the one who gives, one one waters and one man sows, and God gives the increase. I think I said it all out of order there, but he, he's the one who brings the increase. He's the one, that's, he does the supernatural part, right? You know, you put, a, you put a seed out there in the ground out there. He's the one that supernaturally makes that seed turn into a tree, right? He's the one that makes you have apples. <laughs> and if he can do that with a natural seed and you don't even know how it's happening, you can't see it on the surface, he can do that in every area of your life, supernaturally make wonderful things happen for you. Well, we said Matthew seven twenty. it says, thus by the fruit, you recognize them, right? So any area that you're given in, any area that you're sowing in, we know if it's good ground by the fruit that we see coming from that place that we're sowing in. You know, maybe today, God, you felt like, well, the Lord told me to give over here. And he told me to give over here. And you're just, you're a good-hearted man. You love to give and you just enjoy it so much. You know, being good-hearted isn't how you get results from what the scripture tells us. You know, we, we all have a good heart. We all want to be a blessing to certain people. But we also have to be able to listen to the scripture and look at the scripture and be led by the Holy Spirit. It's important that we, we sow in areas that are going to help the kingdom, are going to help us to be a blessing to more people. You know, So it's important to sow in those areas. It'd be great to be able to have success in every area. But there are only good, we know this from the natural, it doesn't work that way. You know, My wife has plants out there, and I've talked about it many times. But, you know, not every soil produces what produces good results. Not every type of soil that she has in there, you know, but she'll go pick up the store, some nutrients that has great results, you know, in that, in that soil. And she'll, man, she grows plants. Man, we have some that go all the way to the top of the roof, you know, <laughs> but it has to do with the nurturing of the soil and what's in that soil makes the biggest difference. Of course, she has to water it and do the things she needs to do with that soil to make that plant grow. She, she does the things she needs to do, but that soil is so important. You know, if I took seeds and I said this last time and I threw them out there on the sidewalk, we're not going to get the production we need to have. You know, we want to make sure and your life is the same way. You need to be under the ministry that gives you good produce and helps you to produce the things that you need to produce in your life. Not every ministry will do that for you right? It's not all good soil. You know, we all have to be hooked to the, to the master and we need to be hooked to the father so we can produce the things that we need to have. And some ministers aren't, unfortunately they're not connected to the father. 
and then we need to be round good ministers that are anointed by God and they're connected to the Father so we can get the results we need to have. You say, well, that, that's selfish, Jeremiah, you know, and you should just go to the local church. Well, no, you shouldn't. You should go to the church that's producing good in your life, right? There's churches all around us. I, I live in Oklahoma. It's called the Bible Belt. We have churches on every corner just about around this place. You know, and I could go to any church around here, but I need to go to the one that produces good results in my life and has an anointing to do that, praise the Lord. You know, think about that today. You want good results. You need to be around ministries that are going to give you good results. If it's not speaking to you and your burdens aren't being removed and, and you're not having fruit come from that ministry, you know, in your life, find the one that does produce in your life so that you can have good results. You know, he says, thus you know them by the fruit, you will recognize them. Now, this, in every area, we know certain things we're looking for, right? With If a person's anointed, we know that burdens are being removed, yokes are being destroyed every time they minister. Think about that today. You know, is that what you're getting from the ministry that you're listening to? You know, you need to look for the fruit of that ministry so that you're getting the results in your life that you need to have, you know? And people are lazy if they're not careful, you know. You, you wonder why you're not getting the production that you want to have in your life. It's because you didn't put yourself in the right place so you could produce the things that you need to produce in your life. Mark uh, 4.28 says it like this, For the earth bringeth forth fruit of itself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. You know, there's lots of scriptures on fruit. And God wants you to produce fruit in your life in every area, praise the Lord, you know. And we're going to look at this one more time here, then we're going to get into a little bit more of this message here. In Matthew, the uh, 13th chapter, the 39th verse, it says it like this, And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And we know this is talking about the parable of the sower. It gets into lots of things about the sower. But I'm always, I'm, I was at the very beginning just wanting to go over just a few things about ground, because you have to sow in every area, not just the word. We're supposed to sow in every area. We just read that from the, the scripture that we started out with there in Matthew, the seventh chapter, about the law and the prophets. And so it's important that we're sowing in every area. The fourth verse is it like this. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell in stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, and because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, and then they score, then they were scourged, and because they had no root, they withered. You know, it's interesting. We go around uh, sometimes to uh, different places because my wife likes to uh, shop for plants and things like that. And it's interesting. We go into places, you know, and I'm not going to name the stores, but we've gone to stores where they don't take care of their plants even at the stores. It's amazing. I mean, if they're not in the right conditions, they just, man, they suffer so much. It's amazing. You know, we'll be like, why, why are you even putting these out? They're getting dried out. The sun's roasting them. They're dying. You know, they're in the wrong atmosphere. Why are they putting them out there where they're not getting the nutrients and they're not watering them enough, costing them money because they didn't take care of their own stock and plants, you know, and you come back and the clearance is like 50 miles long with plants because they didn't take care of them, you know. And all it would have took maybe even was to shoot them with the water hose a few times, you know, to make sure they have enough water. But, you know, we have to take care of those things. We have to take care of ourselves. You wonder why people act like they do. They don't take care of themselves spiritually. You know, you, you wonder why some Christians, you know, they look so unhealthy because they won't take care of themselves spiritually. 
you know, and you wonder why you're not having the results in your life, you know, it's because you don't take care of those things that you need to take care of spiritually. You're not sowing. You just sit there and just settle for any things in life that come your way. And all you had to do is just get up and give a little bit, maybe work a little bit and God does the heavy lifting. But you know, it's interesting. People just will settle for the less circumstances and they'll say, well, well, I just guess God wanted me to suffer today. No, that's not what God wanted at all. God wanted you to have good success. He didn't give other people good success. He's not a respecter of persons and not want to give you success, right? He's not a God of it's a respecter of persons. It means he doesn't do one thing for someone else and not for another. And you need to get that out of your head. You may have been trained that all your life. Hey, I'm middle class and I'm poor and this is what I'm supposed to be all my life, you know? No, that's not what God wanted for you at all, right? He wants you, he, tre he treats one person one way and treats them another way. No, <laughs> he's not a respecter of persons. If they're going to have good success, he wants you to have good success, amen? But you have to think that way. You've been trained that way all your life that I, I'm a certain group of people. No, he wants you to have good success in every area of your life, you know? Yeah, I know all about this, you know, I understand totally about this, you know, from how I was raised and you have to get that stinking thinking off of your, out of your mind, you know, you're the victim. No, God, he, he paid the price through Jesus for your life and he wants you to have success just like everybody else. And he's paved the way with the blood on the cross and paid for it all for you and left you an inheritance. And he left you many things to have a good, successful life. Praise the Lord. Amen. Has to do with stinking thinking. <laughs> we need to think of the mind of Christ. I don't remember Christ ever going, oh, I'm just, I'm not ever going to be achieve anything and I'm not going to fulfill my destiny. No, God, he's, he's, he told him all the time. Jesus told him all the time. He says, you, you build it, you tear this house down in three days, I'll raise it up. You know, he's, he's thinking vision. He's thinking dreams all the time because that's how he is. Praise the Lord. Let's go here in the fourth verse. It says when the, he sowed, some fell by the wayside and some and fowls came and devoured them up. The fifth verse, it says some fell upon stony places and there he had not much root and Forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scourged. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and thorns sprung up and choked them. But some fell into good ground. <laughs> and I'm talking about some good ground, right? And I'm trying to impart to you some good things and to see some good successful things in your life. You need to be checking what's producing in your life you know you say well i tried that jeremiah it didn't work well did you sow in good ground i tried this for a long time and i did it for a year and it didn't work well did you decide to move it and put it into good ground you know you've got to check what you're sowing and where you're sowing it at to see if it's good ground you know well i gave and i i fed meals to all these people or i did this and it had no return well did you sow it where god wanted you to sow it into good ground. Think about that today. You know, he gave us a brain and he wants us to make good decisions, right? And he gave us the word to guide us and direct us to make good decisions, you know? You know, if he's already given you the word about it, you know, we need to listen to the Holy Spirit, but we also need to make sure that we're, we're directing it with the word. We need a balance of both. We need them both to work for us. 
And we need to make sure that we're listening and looking at the word just to get good results in our life. Notice what it says here. Some fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. I remember this fruit tree we had in the backyard, you know. Uh, we had uh, there when we were in Bethany, Oklahoma, I'll never forget. And uh, we had this fruit tree, and man, I mean, it just produced so much fruit. I mean, it was all over the ground. <laughs> Seemed like all the time we're stepping in these fruit. It was like, I believe it was plums or something like that. It was coming as like a plum tree. And I would step, I almost always step into plums and get plum all over me, you know, because it just flooded the place, you know, with plums. Producing great, that ground must have been just wonderful in that backyard, just producing so many plums and plums falling off the tree. You know, and it just, the ground was just covered with them and they were on the tree too. And that tells you kind of what God really wants. He really wants a seed to really produce in your life. He really wants you to have good success in your life. And it has so much to do with the environment and it has so much to do with the ground that it's in, you know, it was getting the right nutrients from the ground. It was getting the right things it needed to have to produce and have good results. You know, and you talk about this with some people. They say, well, I didn't, you know, I've tried that. It didn't work and it didn't work. Well, it's, were you doing it the correct way, you know? Did you do a little trial and error? Did you do some things to kind of see what it's producing? I told this story last week. I'm going to tell it again because I feel led to tell it. But I'll never forget. I gave, I gave to this one particular ministry and I saw all kinds of good results. And then I gave to this other, well, I don't know how many other different ministries, a few different ministries, and they weren't producing the results that I needed to have. And it's the trial and error is so important because then you need to move it over to where it needs to go and you're going to have a whole lot better success, right? You know, and God has a certain type of success that he wants for you. And he, you know, a good farmer, he's not going to plant stuff in places that it's not going to produce. Talk to a good farmer, you know. This is taking care of his family. It's feeding his babies. It's taking care of his needs, you know, he's not going to want to put that in some place it doesn't produce, you know. I remember my grandfather, you know, he used to have this garden in the back of his yard. He lived right in the middle of the city of Bethany. And uh, he plowed up the whole backyard, you know. And just I guess it was just how he was raised, you know. And he had rows of corn or he had rows of green, I remember green beans. And, oh, man, he had turnips, you know, tomatoes, all kinds of different things he had in that garden, you know. My grandfather, he would sit in front of TV, watch Kenneth Copeland, and he had his little pocket knife, and he'd be cutting off the turnip and giving me a piece of turnip, cutting off some turnip and giving me a piece of turnip. <laughs> you know, you know, that's how I was raised. They were, they loved God. I mean, my parent, grandparents loved God. They, I'd come in, my grandfather would have his Bible open and fall asleep right there, looking at the Word. He'd been reading it, you know, all the time, you know. My grandmother the same way, be reading the word and just, you know, may pass out sitting there with the Bible in their lap, you know, because they were reading the word so much, you know. But, man, they like to farm. I'm not kidding you. I mean, they had all kinds of different things, you know, in their backyard. But he had a tealer. He would teal up the ground. and He knew how important where he was sowing it had to be and they had to take care of that ground, watering it, taking care of it. But, you know, the ground is so important to where you're sowing, praise the Lord. Amen. So God wants to use, he wants you to have good ground and good success in your life. Do you believe that today? I believe he wants to do that. Let's look at the scripture here. Let's go over to 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. Now we've been looking at good ground, 
We've been talking about the prophets, right? And I'm going to tie this in as we get into these messages. I want to do another message or two on this probably. But, you know, it's interesting, you know, how throughout this prophetic anointing was such a good ground to sow into. We're looking at the Old Testament, but we're going to take it through Jesus. Jesus had a prophetic, or he still does. He had a prophetic anointing on his life as he was here in the earth. And then, of course, you know, we're going to find out what happened from there. And we're going to see how that prophetic anointing affected other people and how it produced so much for their lives, sowing into that particular anointing to see good results. Let's look here in the second Kings, the fourth chapter. And if you look at your life, you'll find out so often God's leading you towards that anointing because he wants you to have good results. The St. Kings, the fourth chapter, the first verse, and let's start there real quick. It says, the wife of the man of the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, the servant, my husband is dead. He says, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord. But now uh, his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Now she's got a crisis here. Her husband's passed away. Her kids are going to be sold into, sold into slavery. She, you know, she doesn't have time to sit here and play games. Have you ever felt that way in your life? You know, it's like, hey, I'm in an emergency here. I need something, God, for you to move quickly. I need success in my circumstances. Well, it's important what you do from there. And the decisions that you make are so important for you making there. Let's look here at what it says here. Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that the reverend uh, that he reverend the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. The second verse is Elijah replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? You know, God always wants to work with your circumstances, and he's going to look what's within you. Your house. He's going to use something natural to change your circumstances. You remember when he changed the water into wine when Mary was talking to Jesus there and the first miracle that Jesus did? She said, whatever he tells you, do it. Think about that today. Maybe in your circumstances, you know, he's, he's having you listen to me today. You know, you didn't happen to just turn this on by accident, you know. And he's saying, whatever he tells you to do it. Well, what I'm telling you is look for something in some way in your house that God can work with and he's leading you to work with and he'll help you to come out of your circumstances. You want to get it from where it's at into the good ground that it needs to be in. So God can produce what you're needing at the time and he'll give you a quick production when you get it in the right ground, praise the Lord. Now, I don't believe anybody could debate me with this. You know, if you're uh, if you're flowing in that prophetic anointing, if you're reaching out to that prophetic anointing, God can give you quick results. We're about to see that here with Elijah. We already saw it with Elijah last week, and he Elijah. You know, it was important to him. <laughs> you know, this prophetic anointing's passed down, and and it, it's imparted. You know, I went to Raymond, and Brother Hagen had a prophetic anointing. You know what his school was called? You know, he called it was called in the Old Testament the schools of the prophets. Very interesting. He passes down and imparts that prophetic anointing. You know, he had it called Ramah is what he called that school. You know, and, and he'll put you under different ministers of prophetic anointings, passing down that anointing because he's trying to get good results in your life. That's why you listen to certain ministers and certain ones minister to you. And he'll have you sow into certain ministries. You'll find out there's probably a prophetic anointing involved in that because he's trying to get quick and good results 
in your life. It's interesting how that flows, and it's imparted, imparted down to you. you say, well, that teaching's imparted to me. Well, it's being there's an anointing behind that teaching that's being imparted to you. You know, if you look at Jerry Seville, he talks about Kenneth Copeland, and he has a book called "Falling in the Footsteps of a Prophet." You know, and it's being imparted now to him, and now he's flowing in prophecy. You know. But, you know, that anointing is so important to be imparted to different people, you know. And he'll impart it in different ways, and he'll keep it going and flowing it in different ways because it produces good results for different people. So let's look here at what happened with this prophet here. Elijah replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in, in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all. Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of oil. Says all I got is some oil, you know. You ever been in your house and you, all you have is a few things? I never forget me and my wife. You know, we were, we were sewing some food. We we're going to Raymond. We <laughs> I needed some food, and uh, I knew another Raymond minister was next door. You know that we'd met in apartments that we were living in, and I never we had a, <laughs> a little piece of pie. You know, I was like, well, honey, we need to sew this. You know, I took the pie, went next door, beat on the door, I said, I need you to take this pie. You know, I'm sewing pie, <laughs> you know, because I wanted to have more resources, you know. And God produced for us so often, you know, we even had a time, I never forget, someone brought us some groceries, you know. But, you know, God took care of us, and, and things just kept getting better and better. Me and my wife are serious sewers, you know, and, and, uh, we saw, and I'm getting much better at that now than I used to be, you know. But regular sewers, is, it's interesting, you know, how God will produce and bring better opportunities for you. And he may, may open a door and make things, bring more income into your family, give you a better job, fix things for your circumstances, create more opportunities, and maybe minister more, you know. But, you know, you're just sowing, and he's going to bring that increase. And, you know, some anointings bring quicker results. And we're talking about that here. Elijah has this prophetic anointing, and and she's talking to the right person. (laughs) You turn this on today, you're talking to the right person today, you know, because God wants to get some quick results in your life. You know, you're going to have to be consistent and regular about it. But he's going to turn your little into something special if you let him do that. The third verse is Elijah said, go around and ask all the neighbors for empty jars. <laughs> he says, don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and each is uh, as each is filled to put it, put it to one side. Notice now he's, he's saying you're going to have to use some faith, you know. You know, you sow something and you give it to in the right place. Now you're going to have to start listening to the Holy Spirit, you know. And you, he's he's telling him, he said, he, telling her, he wants her to go out and get some jars. Now this did take some faith, you know. She's asking for jars and, you know, everybody around her may know she ain't got no money. <laughs> she, she, they may have all heard her story talking about her kids and how her husband passed away and she's wanting jars, you know, and she's got to go out there and ask everybody and get as many jars as she possibly can. And this is really important, you know, because if she doesn't do this step, she's not going to get her harvest. You know, you got to do some things when it comes to harvests. You may have to step out in faith. She has no oil or she has nothing showing her, showing her that this is going to produce good results. Just a word. Think about that today. She has nothing telling her that getting her jars, you know, is going to be productive to her life in any way. <laughs> but she has a word, right? And that's all she needs. That's why Jesus was so big when that, that uh, gentleman there with the uh, the uh, 
that's a soldier, you know, that he gave the word to him. He said, just tell me, just give me the word. That's all I need, you know, and basically summarize or paraphrasing it there. And, and Jesus said, this man has such great faith, you know, and, and remember there, and we we're talking about that miracle there, you know, with the water being turned to wine. She said, just do what he tells you. And, and God will work out the situation. He'll make sure we have so much wine. We don't know, you know, and it's interesting with wine, you know, that he did that with the wine because he said he cared about their needs. You know, he didn't have to do that. This wasn't a must, but he cared about their needs and what they enjoyed and what they were wanting to have for them to make this thing right, you know. And today, you know, maybe you think, well, he doesn't care about what I, I care about. Yeah, he does. He cares about what you care about a whole lot more than you know he does. He created you the way you are and what you like and what you enjoy. And he wants you to have more than what you need to have in that area. Praise the Lord. Amen. So he said, pour the oil into all the jars and each, until each is full and put it on one side. Now, that's the fifth verse here. What happened? Now, she's going. She's gathering jars. She's knocking the next door. She's beating on the house next door, you know. And, and you know, like, hey, give me all your jars, you know. Give me your Tupperware. <laughs> Give me your, give me your, your sandwich bags, whatever we can get. I've got to get everything I can to put the oil in, you know. And she's trying to get all these vessels now. Think about the work involved. She's got her kids probably working there, probably carrying all kinds of jars and trying to get them on the house and fill up the floor of this house, you know. In anticipation, God's going to do something good. You know, we said every day is a blessing day. Are you are you in anticipation that he's going to do something good for you today or this week? You know, these people had an expectation God's going to use this special word given to them and see some wonderful things happen. You know, now they could have sat at home like a lot of people do that. And God speaks to people all the time. He's always talking to people because he's such a good father and he's trying to get you out of your circumstances and make things better for you. You know, you know, and you doing nothing changes Nothing. It doesn't make it any better for you. But if you'll do something, work with something, you know, God can change the circumstances, start bringing you out, make it better for you. Well, they, they were an expectation, you know, just like I said, getting up every morning, expecting blessings, <laughs> you know, and uh, he wants to pour them out lavishly on us all the time because he's a good father, you know, and you say, well, why are you telling me this message, Jeremiah? Why would you take the time to talk about this? Are you trying to get money? No, I'm not trying to get money, but I am trying to get you out of your circumstances with the Lord's help. I'm trying to help you to get the word of the Lord to help you to get where you need to go today, praise the Lord, to be successful in different areas, to see God fulfill his ministry and see you fulfill your purpose that God has for your life. I do care about that today. and He sent me to care about that, and he's given me the desire to care about that for you Today, praise the Lord. Amen. So he's got the vessels. And I remember this, you know, the Lord told me to go to Ramah. And I had no money, <laughs> you know, but he told me to go. I had no money. I mean, here, let me show you the camera. Zero. I had zilch, nada, <laughs> you know. And I, I you know, I'm, I got I to gotta go get the stuff from the school. And they gave me a big envelope and, uh, you know, give me all the stuff. And they're like, okay, now you're going to need to pay, you know, after I got there to Rayma, you know. And I'm like, well, you know, well, okay, you can have a few days, you know. You know, and interesting, you know, and then a few days something happened and God worked out the, the situation where it would work, you know, coming up for unexpected place and unexpected resource that I would have never thought it would have worked out. But God worked it out. 
and I was able to go and God kept it worked out. He kept paying for it every month and it just kept coming in and kept, like these vessels that we're about to look at here, it just kept coming in and he kept producing in that area. You know, and he told me to do different ministry things. And I'll never forget it. It just kept coming in and kept coming in and kept coming in. You know, it's amazing how you just get a word and God will keep it coming in and keep it working out and keep it. it just takes a little faith, a little trust in him. Do you trust him today? Do you have a little faith? I know all your emotions can be going every directions and they can be going all kinds of different ways, but you just trust in him. Remember Noah building the ark <laughs> in the natural, there's no rain in the natural. I don't see any reason why I'm doing this, you know, and he's told him to build an ark. It's going to be so rainy that there ain't, we ain't going to see no houses and people are going to be flooded. And then people looking at him like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing there building that ark? He's working, you know, and I don't know about you. If you're out there working in the heat, it's not no fun. And he's probably getting a great suntan, a few sunburns, <laughs> probably all over his body. Got the family involved. And they're like, I hope this nut knows what he's doing. You know, he's got the family and they're all watching him and he's building this ark and he sees, you know, much like today, you know, the end times and we're trying to get people saved and we're doing these ministries that we're doing and trying to reach as many people for the Lord. And they're looking at, you know, people might be looking at, are they nuts? You know, all of a sudden we disappear, <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll, they'll know that we weren't nuts, you know, and with him, the water shows up, floods the earth. He said, it'll be such as the days of Noah. And he's working at this and he sees something other people don't see because he's got vision. He's got, got the, the vision God's given him and it's all on the inside of him. He's got that desire to build. I mean, you, had, you know, God had to put that desire in him because, I mean, he had to build and build and build and build. I mean, have you ever seen something that looked like the ark? Have you ever seen like a model of the ark? It's massive. And he, so he's building his brains out here, you know, putting all this time and energy into this, you know. You know, but God will give you, keep you motivated. You know, and keep you going. You know, every day is a blessing day. He probably got blessings coming his way every day. Just keeping, you know, when you take care of God's interests, he takes care of your interests. Think about that today. He thinks about, he takes care of your things when you're taking care of his, the things that are important to him, you know, and he, he'll take care of all the little stuff that you enjoy just because you're focused on him, you know. That's why I say every day, a blessing day. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hey Amen. I better get back to this. You know, I'm running out of time here. Let's get back into this. The fifth verse is, so she left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. Now she's counting on this, you know, she's probably thinking hey, we're going to go down. If this didn't work, I mean, we just got rid of our last thing of oil. We're going to go down. We, we put everything into this, God. We got to see you. We're expecting, we're looking, you know, you know, God's not going to let you down. Think about that today, you know. Now, she went to the right person, you know. Some people are let down because they don't go to the right place. You know, they don't sow in the right area. They don't do, you know, like I'm telling you today, put it in the right place, you know. But she was able to shut the doors. She's got expectations. She, you know, my wife, when she's got these plants, you know, you say, Jeremiah, you're talking a lot. I am. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit's leading me that way. She's got these plants and she's got the right soil, man. Oh, yeah. And she may be wanting to produce a pink princess. You know what a pink princess is? Oh, it's a beautiful plant, you know. And and she's got the right soil, and it's one of her dream plants going to come out of there, you know. Just beautiful to her. It's beautiful. You may not like plants, but 
you know, some, think of something beautiful in your head that you love to see produce. You know, what she laid everything out for to produce, and it's in the good ground, and it's going to produce, and she's excited, coming every day, looking for expectations. Might see a leaf, might see it growing every day, looking for expectation. Every day is a blessing day, amen. And you're looking for blessings every day and looking for something to produce. And God's not going to let you down, you know. He led you there. He put you there. He doesn't let you down. He's faithful, right? Now, other people aren't faithful, and you don't want to go by them, but God is faithful, right? If something's not producing, it probably wasn't done right, because if it's done right, God, he's going to be involved in it, and it's going to be a blessing to your life. Well, she went to a prophet, and that prophetic anointing produced for her life. Let's look at what happens here. So she left him and shut the door behind her and her sons, and they brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring when all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there's not a jar left. And then the oil stopped flowing. You know, she could have maybe possibly received a whole lot more. And you could possibly, you know, you're going to get as much as you can receive, you know. If she'd had more jars, she could have received more in her life. You know, God's overflowing, and he'll produce more than what you need, you know, but you, you can only, it only produces as much as you allow him to produce in your life. Isn't that right? You know, and he was allowed to produce, take care of all these jars. Well, this is money to her, man. This is money to change her circumstances. This oil, she's able to sell it and produce for her family, pay her debts, and get her kids out of a circumstance. You know, it's money for her, praise the Lord. Now, I know as soon as I start talking about this, you say, well, he's, is he still doing this today? I don't know. Is he doing it for you today? Are you putting it the right ground? Are you testing him to see if he'll do what, what he he wants to do in your life? You know, you got to try it. I've had to try it myself, and I have to, I have to see, you know, and I have to put it the right ground, and I have to trust God and use some faith and, and see him produce in my life, you know. But you have to be a person willing to, to, to do the work. Amen. See God do some wonderful things in your life. Learning to listen to the Holy Spirit and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. That's our part, right? So if something isn't happening on this end, it's not God. God's already paid for it. Jesus already paid for it. Went to the cross, took care of He kid, all, did all the heavy lifting for you. <laughs> but you have to be willing just to try some things and let him do make the increase happen in your life. No, you're not even doing that. He makes the increase happen in your life if you'll let him do that in your life and produce in your life in good areas, into your life, the purpose that he has for you, the things that you need, they all need to be in the right environment and ground. You know, the ground is so important. Jesus talks so much about the ground, you know, and he wants you to have good success in your life. Let's go ahead and pray today. We'll talk some more about this next week. Are you getting something out of this? Are you seeing some things that you didn't see before? You know, you know, God wants you to have good results. You, maybe you're saying today, I didn't get a healing. Well, did you look at the right place? Maybe, maybe today you're saying, I didn't, this didn't happen for me. You know, were you doing the right things? You know, God wants it to happen for you, but you got to listen to the Holy Spirit and you need to be look at what produces to have good results. I was listening, I was talking to a brother, a brother of mine, Brother Michael. He has a podcast called The uh, Truth with Studio, you know, and he, he's had a great healing in his life. You know, and it's interesting, he went where healing was coming out. He went where there was fruit being produced, you know. He went down to Rodney Howard Brown's church, and, uh, and God did some things there. 
and he was and he got his healing, you know. And this isn't just about Michael, you know, but he he had certain things that he did to produce those things in his life. And people wonder, well, wh- why doesn't it work for me? Are you are you in the right place? Amen. Some of you are in the right place, and God's given you the directions that you need today. You're here, and He's given you directions. You know, He wants you to have good results. In your life, Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy today. You're such a good, good Father, Father, and we just thank you for being that for everybody listening today. And Father, we just ask, Lord, as we've gotten the word from you today, help us to be guided and directed by your Holy Spirit. Help people to make good decisions. We pray in Jesus' name and, and to get the good results that you want them to have in their lives. I believe you're telling certain people that are in serious situations how to have good results and come out of those circumstances, Father. Help them to see it. Help them to be excited about it and help them to get the good results that you want them to have in their lives. We pray in Jesus' name and we give you all the praise and all the glory and we thank you, Father, for the advance in Jesus' name. Amen. If you don't know Jesus today, you need to know Jesus. You know, you want this to work for you and you want to enjoy life and you you want to fulfill what God's put you on this earth to fulfill and to understand it even better why you're here. You're not here by accident. You're not here to take up space. You're not just someone just breathing to be here. No, you're here for a reason. And God wants you to be saved today. He wants you to know Jesus Christ as your Lord. Now, you know, you can, you've tried all the other paths. I don't know who I'm talking to. You've tried all the other paths, but you know for a fact that Jesus wants you to be he, He's the answer for your, all your situations, and there's no other God out there. And God is God, and you come to him through Jesus. Amen. That's the way. There's no other way to come to God is but through Jesus. And so if you'd like to be saved today, just pray this prayer with me out of Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th and 10th verse. It says, if you confess Jesus is Lord and believe God has risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. You want to be saved? You want to be born again? Amen. That's the best life there is, is to know Jesus. Pray this prayer with me. Father, I believe that you've risen Jesus from the dead. And Father, I confess Jesus is Lord of my life right now in Jesus' name. And I just thank you, Father, for it, Vince. Thank you for coming in, making a change in me. And Father, help me to flow in this Christian life the way that I need to be, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you repeat that after me and you confess Jesus as Lord and believe God's risen Jesus from the dead, you are saved right there. You need to write it down so you don't forget it. You want to make sure you write down the time so you don't forget. Amen. You know, because you're going to get up in the morning and we all face an enemy. There is a real devil out there, and he's going to get up, and he's going to try to convince you it didn't happen, but it did. You wrote it down, and you didn't forget, and you're reminding yourself every day of this wonderful life that you have now with your Savior, Jesus Christ. Things are going to be different. You're going to love people like you never loved them before. You're going to want to do things you never were able to do before because you're serving Jesus and that's just a wonderful life to live. Praise the Lord. Well, I've enjoyed my time with you. Let us know here at Jeremiah S. Ministries. You guys say, put it in the comments so that we can see it there. We love you. Look forward to spending more time with you. If we're not here Wednesday, we'll definitely be back by Sunday. But uh, make sure that you're as a following us there at jeremiahsmithministries.podbeam.com or following us on Facebook uh, so that you can get the newest messages. We love you. God bless you. We hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Every day is a blessing day. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbeam.com. Thank you for listening.